You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna and this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, and we are back with a new season, but first of all, we would like to know if we are live. Are we live? It doesn't really look this way on our phones. So just making sure here at the radio that we are actually live. Should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I can, well, in the meantime, I can sing. Yeah, because, you know, uh, guys, I think you know that you can listen to us in Orhus area and there are special wonderful numbers. What are those? 97.8 FM. So if you are in Orhus or around Orhus, you can technically just tune in through the radio, but we are also live streaming and we gave that link to hell of a lot of people and now we are trying to check if we are available there and it looks like we might not be. We should be. We should be. Everything seems to be working. Okay, because we Can have we a light. Can we play just to check it? I guess so. We should be. Okay. <gasps> we are live. Oh okay. my God, guys. Awesome. Sorry. Yes, Dennis, super, thank you. It's just confusing when I see live DJ and I don't recall myself having this profession lately. Uh, that is just uh, because it hasn't been fixed. Uh, on on the 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 schedule that I can see, it says five options. Okay, okay, fantastic. So I would just like to say that thank you for this a little bit of a nervous start. We are back. We are back in the radio. Yes, we are back on the radio, on, the radio. on TV, in the podcast. Like we are really back. We are really back, guys. Yes, I am back. Marta is back. Marta. How do you feel today? Well, I feel uh, right now slightly overwhelmed. Uh, okay. <laughs> With all this, oh man, oh man, this is live DJ playing and oh man, this is us playing. So yeah, but excited. Excited. You are excited. Yes. I'm also excited. I'm also excited because this is uh, literally the first time that I have spoken with three adults in the same time because as uh, some of you know, I had a little baby. So this is how I spent my summer. I have pushed a human being through my... You know... Through what I have pushed a little human being. So yes, I, ha yes, through the tiny hole. Uh, and uh, yes, I am a mom again. And this is my first time when, uh, when I'm actually talking with a lot of adults and I feel super weird. Marta, how was your summer? Did you push something through the little hole? No, I have done that three times before and I've had enough and uh, okay. not planning to do that anymore. But I have taken real five weeks of vacation because at You've Got Five Options, being a part of You've Got Five Options, you should really go after number five. So I took five weeks of vacation. I have traveled the world, 
but I'm back now, ready for our new season. And our new season is You've Got Five Options show. So we are done with Back to the Roots. Mm-hmm. It was a good season. It has allowed us to dig deeper into mm-hmm. several very, very interesting topics yeah. like Tantra massage and finding, I wasn't your, here. and finding your soul home. I wasn't here. So come up with the ones that you were in. I was at... Uh, I was at the other ones that Marta didn't. Oh my God, I forgot the titles of our shows. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Anywho, we are done with it. I will be using the baby brain excuse as much as I can. So guys, uh, yes, new season. I think we digged so much deep to the roots that we just said, okay, that's all. There is nothing more. There are only roots. So Marta, what, what can we say about the new season? So the new season, hopefully you have heard a little bit about it also in our new jingle, Mm -hmm. is more like a talk show. It has five segments and we are going to now have something completely new that we haven't had until now, which is uh, an artist of the week. Mm -hmm. So we will be playing songs and we will be having artists visiting the studio to be here with us. So that's something very new. We will also have something old that we are really happy to have back, which is our challenge of the week. Yes, because even if guys you stop sending us challenges, we still want to, we still want to help you. We still want to solve your challenges. So visit our website and send us your challenge. Otherwise we will just overhear you in a car, in a line, in a shop, on a street, and we will pick your challenge and solve it here. So beware what you're talking about around us because our big ears are right behind you. Yeah, okay, that's but actually clear. it's not entirely true that we don't get challenges sent anyway because we will be solving today one challenge that true. was sent to us. True, you are right. Mm. Okay. Not like in, in this program, but today. Yes, but today. And uh, we will also talk about the bullshit and the wisdom of the week because I think... It's important. Okay, Marta, I lost it. Why do we talk about bullshit and wisdom? Because sometimes a wisdom is a bullshit and sometimes a bullshit is a wisdom, depending where you are. And it is worthwhile to look at those. And sometimes we will probably be coming to the conclusion, looking at the wisdom that is actually kind of a bullshit sometimes. And we will be looking at some bullshit thinking how it could be wise in other times. Okay, I like your answer. Thank God you're here. Although you asked me what would I do if you would run away just three minutes before we went live. Thank God you didn't. And the last thing is from the left field. So basically, we will just surprise you with something extraordinary. Yes. Every time something different, something Something new. new. Exactly. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a Superman? We don't know, but you have to stay tuned in to find out. So I think that uh, we can only mention that you have to go and check our website because we have new pictures, the5options.com and all the details about the new season and that all of the sound effects that you will hear today were produced by Supermoon Music, which is a recording studio of my boyfriend. It's the best recording studio in the entire Denmark, except of Dennis recording studio. Uh, Dennis is our technician. So, of course, uh, there are two greatest recording studios in Thank Denmark. You. And this is Dennis recording studio and my boyfriend's recording studio. 
Yes. Awesome. Okay, Marta. So what do we have first? So I think we are ready to hear that uh, amazing sound produced yes. by Supermoon so that we can go into our fir- first segment. Yes. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week Okay, so the deal is that the artist of the week is not here with us. Yes, uh, that's in the true. studio. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because at the end there is look mommy, it's the moon and that's actually my boyfriend auto-tuned. <laughs> look mommy, it's the moon. <laughs> no, I I'm sorry, it makes me laugh. Yes, but you are right Marta, our artist couldn't make it today. Yes, so therefore we are actually going to call him because it is a him that we will talk to, although he's representing more than himself. Yes, and before we will call him, I will just give you a little bit of introduction from the website, and then he will say if any of this is true, because, you know, you are always pimping your bio on the website. So the band is called Los Fuegos. Many of you might know them because they are playing all over Denmark and also in other countries, and... Introduction says, Los Fuegos is an explosive blend of rock, cumbia, Balkan and reggae that arouses the inner dancer that inhabits in all of us. <gasps> Powerful, multicultural and unconventional. So it's a band, but today we will be calling the uh, the main singer. I think it's called Frontman. I'm not sure. Head if singer. I, head singer. We can ask him what he is. Exactly. We can ask him what he is. So we will call Julian. Julian Maraboto. Is that the correct pronunciation? Our Spanish specialist in the house? I don't know. I would have to see where are those uh, funny uh, signs on top of vocals, but that's okay. Let's. Ma- Maraboto. Maraboto. <laughs> Maraboto. Is a magic number. I should not sing. But I did. Hello? Hello, Julian. This Hi. is You've Got Five Options calling you. And the very first question we have is how can how should we pronounce your surname? Uh, my name? Yes. Uh, Julian Maraboto. You can say Maraboto. Maraboto. So it's not Maraboto. <laughs> no, Maraboto. And it's not Maraboto. <laughs> uh, it could be. Okay. <laughs> that would You're be surprised. my... My special version. <laughs> so we made a little introduction about Los Fuegos and we have mm-hmm. uh, read it from your Facebook page uh, uh-huh. that you are an explosive blend of rock, cumbia, Balkan and reggae, which mm-hmm. sounds quite explosive, to be honest. And do anyone to arouse the inner dancer that inhabits in all of us. So yeah. now uh, you can tell me if any of this is true, correct, mm-hmm. and actually what Los Fuegos is. Sorry? What Los Fuegos is? Who is in the band and how are you arousing that inner dancer? Oh, yeah. Uh, Los Fuegos, uh, it's a bunch of immigrants that uh, are living here in Denmark. Okay. Uh, It's uh, me, Julian Maraboto from Mexico, Mario Casas from Colombia, Amila Yusufagic from Bosnia-Herzegovina, Lasse Skak from Denmark, and David Villanueva from Chile. Oh, I know the last one. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. He's okay. He's all right. He's all right. He's, he's all working, right. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a baby with him, so this is what I have to say now, at least for the next 18 years. Yeah. At least. Yeah, at least. Okay, fantastic. So we have the members, but today we have only you on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they are so shy, you know, to talk by the telephone, so I okay. took the, the call. Okay, so you took it, took, you took it on yourself. Okay, so, uh, the, the genres that you are blending, rock, cumbia, Balkan, and reggae, uh, why is that? You couldn't decide on one? Yeah, exactly. We were so, uh, you know, like uh, thinking, okay, we like rock, we like reggae, we like cumbia, we like Balkan, and all of those, you know, were part of our nature, you know, as a musicians. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that we decided, okay, we're going to play this kind of rhythm. It was like the combination that was uh, that was growing in us. Okay, you know? like it was so natural, you know, because uh, we were like in order to to be happy playing music together. We start to find which kind of rhythms were better for us. Okay, that sounds convincing so far, but I've heard <laughs> that you have a quite interesting niche of fans. Uh, Filipino females, is that correct? Filipina females? Yes, I have seen a video from one of your concerts in Copenhagen and there was a group of Filipino girls screaming, oh. excited and dancing in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, they, they, let's say that they like it. It's like uh, this this kind of music we play and invite everybody to, to be part of the party. You know, like our, yeah. our, our, our kind of music is like, we call it sometimes like Latin for dummies. So it's easy to, to get the rhythm. And uh, because, you know, for example, with salsa rhythm and so on, it's so hard to dance if you know the steps. Yeah. But uh, with the music we, we, we play, you just need to, you know, move as your body desires you know okay so latin for dummies that that's actually <laughs> quite interesting and it, yeah? we will be able to hear the latin for dummies song you have chosen one song which we will play very very soon but yeah. we also have uh, three questions that our wise brains brainstorm that we would like you to tell us so the okay. number one question is if you had to choose one wisdom nugget For any other just starting artist, what would it be? Uh, artist starting in Denmark, actually, because guys, you are already quite known band, right? Uh, well, I live in our houses, they know us pretty well. Yeah, and you are uh, having a lot of concerts. So if you would have to advise uh, a band that is just starting, you know, one thing, what would it be? Yeah, well, here in Denmark, if you want to start a band and if you want to you know, like go further with it, it's possible because uh, all the conditions are there to be used, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, especially if you play like your own music, it's important that you know that there are institutions that um, had a value on that. So if you have your own material, it's important that you that you're part of CODA and of all the other institutions, because the government is, is, uh, is supporting that. So that's important, mm -hmm. because Even though you haven't, you know, like even play or something, you can get support, you know, to start. And there's a, there's a lot of uh, other um, brands like Tuborg. Uh, well, I, I just said something, you know, without the pain uh, for the rights. Well, yeah, uh, I would cut it out, support. but I cannot. <laughs> okay, they support. No. They support also with transport. But mm -hmm. what is most important is that you enjoy what you do and uh, that you find yourself in music. That that you don't close yourself by what others will think about you 
but better of how do you feel when you play this or that kind of music because that's the most important it's an expression so we need to be able to express ourselves in the best way through our instruments so the people can can feel it so basically just to enjoy what you are doing and be true to yourself and yeah. to remember that Kodan is here to help you Exactly. Coda <laughs> and a lot, a lot of different institutions are there to help you and they need to be used because if uh, at some point, for example, all that money that goes to, to all the subventions for transport or for organizing events are not used, then the government is going to say like, okay, well, we're not going to put that much money there, you know, because sometimes we don't know our rights. And here in Denmark, I think all the conditions are great for the musicians. Also, another thing that is important if you are starting is that you don't just give your work for no money because that will be great at the beginning and you will get some gigs and, of course, you need the exposition. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, it's going to affect all the musicians. You know, we in Denmark have a thing called the tarif, which is uh, an amount that should be paid to each musician per gig. Then... Through that, you can get Transport Studio, which is the support of the transport. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, for example, start to offer gigs in, in a lower budget than the tariff is, so it's going to affect all of us because then when we go and ask for gigs or, or the booker asks us, you know, to play, it was, okay, it's, it's, it's going to be this price, but then the booker can say like, well, I have another band and they play for half price, you know? And then it's important that we stay together and we defend Our, our rights are as musicians and as workers. Fantastic. I, I can see that Dennis, who is our technician, but also has his own music production studio, is nodding his head. So mm -hmm. I, I can, I can say musicians stick together and, uh, and just demand yeah. the right pay. Okay. That's, that's quite, uh, quite an advice. That's actually quite technical advice. Fantastic. That's important because sometimes we, we think that, okay, when, of course, when you're starting, there are places like cultural centers, libraries, um, and other, other places, you know, that they don't have the economy for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a good place to, to expose, you know, for having exposition. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you play your own material, you can ask for coda. And it's not that, that I'm saying like, oh, I'm doing this because of the money, because, you know, art are not uh, known as a, you know, very wealthy business sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, um, What I say is that uh, use your rights and, and, and do it, do it good, you know, with love and passion. Marta, I think we should start a band because uh, you've got five options, earns no money. So I think that we, we should actually start to sing. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, we have all what it takes uh, for us to be able to sing if we can get somebody else's voices. Yes, we can become a new Mili Vanilli. Like Mili Vanilli, yeah. Exactly, we can be, if you guys don't know what Mili Vanilli is, Google that. Trust me, their story is amazing. So we can become a new Mili Vanilli. Okay, Julian, our time is almost up, but we have two short questions that yeah. Marta wanted to know. Now, one Hi, is Marta. from Marta. Hello. And one is from me. So the one from Marta is, I don't uh, have it open, so I will, I will allow tell you. You, you wanted ask. something. Okay. You wanted Hola, to know Marta. something specific. What is that one thing? That Julian can tell us, but he wouldn't like his mom to know. Um, that I love sex. 
<laughs> okay, we'll take it. As everybody, of course, but uh, you know, I wouldn't like my mom to. I, I don't want to know what my mom thinks about us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we will not send this uh, recording afterwards to your mom. And no. tell us what is your guilty pleasure song? Because I think every artist has a guilty pleasure song, like Britney Spears "Hit Me One More Time" or mm. something. So what is yours? Something that you wouldn't like to admit. Let me think, huh? Because, uh, you know, all the music that I like, I'm pretty, like, honest to say it, you know? Never been like, oh, this is a guilty pleasure because I, I love it. But maybe I could say, um, uh, do you think I'm sexy from Rod Stewart? Okay, that, that fits. Which I think <laughs> is a great song, actually. I think it's a great song and the video is mesmerizing. I would also uh, like everyone to Google that and watch it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we prepared one song which title is Falafel. Please tell us why and we will play the song in a moment. Yeah, well, we, we made that song thinking about the vegans because, uh, you know, <laughs> this world of meat eaters... You know, it's also for vegetarians, you know, it's, it's quite friendly, <laughs> a friendly song. And yep. uh, we want to give something, you know, for a specific audience yep. that will consume this song. And so this is a vegetarian song. We call it like that. It's organic as well. Okay. And this is uh, this is not Latin, but this is like a Balkan for dummies, actually for us and for me from, from Mexico and for Mario from Colombia was quite like, okay, let's play this. Let's let's learn. Okay. And, but this song, this song is about... Um, like, um, love who you are, you know? And the name came after, you know, like, it was like, uh, actually, I don't know why we put that name. But uh, when, when I start to make the lyrics, I start to think about this, this, um, this, uh, dark skinned woman, you know? So I'm singing <laughs> to a woman, but I'm actually, I'm singing to the falafel, uh, okay. in a way, uh, that I put it as an, as an, um, you know, like an immigrant expression of something because we all do love falafel. So that means that we love immigrant stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a way to put it like, hey, maybe we immigrants are not that bad, you know, as, as some people can think. Interesting. I have to say that after this very complicated uh, introduction to a song, Julian, we'll thank you for this short yet very interesting interview and we will play Falafel just now. Bye, Julian. Bye. Thank you. Thank and you. remember to come with us uh, to the Tukisa Telt the ah, yeah. uh, 30th of August. You are playing in Aarhus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With all the, the information. Telt, which is one of our favorite festivals in the country. Fantastic. We will put that information on so our website. 30th of August, what time? Uh, we're going to play at uh, 8 p.m., I believe. And where is it again? Turkish. The Turkish is it's uh, a during the August Festival. It's uh, just in front of the music house. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Maybe yeah. we'll be there. Thank you very much, Julian. And now we will play Falafel.
sentir que me invita a probar las delicias de tu piel morena y bajando cielo azul sonriéndole a la ciudad toqueteando con la Julian for the falafel. Yes, we had to cut the falafel it a little bit because we did not expect Julian to talk uh, that fiery about the music industry in Denmark, which was, I think, very educational. But because of that, we need to jump to our new segment. I just wanted to say that it was totally true what Julian said about arousing the inner dancer. Yeah. It has happened to me. So thank you, Julian. Yeah. And Thank you to our Artist of the Week and we are ready for the next segment. Yes. A very challenging challenge of the week. <laughs> I love that jingle. Cha cha cha. <laughs> that's you, Marta. Yeah. Well, I did not do it. I only that that's only my voice. It was Dave from Supermoon Studio that has done this really cool cool jingle. Cool cool jingle. Okay, guys. So, as you might remember if you are our uh, regular listener, we have actually started as a podcast who was collecting challenges from humans all around the world and we were solving them by providing five different options. We have decided to come back to this wonderful uh, episode in our 
career as a radio host and we will have a special segment called Challenge of the Week. We might not give you five options. We might give you five options, but we will discuss a challenge. So if you have a challenge, please send it to us via our website, the5options.com. You have uh, actually something in the menu there called sell, send us a challenge or something like this. So please do it and we will discuss it on air. But today we have a challenge. Yes, and that's the one that you overheard with my big ears. On a car drive, you On said? a car drive, yes. This is a challenge that uh, one of my uh, friends have shared with me. Uh, she doesn't know that I will be saying that. That's why her identity will be sealed and I will never say who she is. But uh, she was uh, actually telling me that she has a problem with her husband regarding the parental styles. And I thought that this is actually quite relevant because a lot of our listeners are international and are in international relationships. And sometimes they might even have children. So what she's saying is that she's from a country where the parenting style is rather strict. So she likes to give children some kind of uh, firm boundaries and discipline. When you sit at the table, first you have to be ready mentally and you have to wash your hands and stuff. If you go to bed, you have to be in bed at specific hour and so on. Her husband is from another country. Let's call it Denmark for instance, where the parenting styles might be a little bit more loose and based on um, flexibility. So basically, he's not strict on rules at all, and they are clashing. The problem is that they are clashing in front of the children. So basically, she says, okay, now you have to go to bed. And when her child is saying, no, no, mommy, five more minutes, her husband is like, yeah, fine, fine, five more minutes. So he challenges what she said to a kid. And in a result, the kid doesn't listen to her, which is, I think, quite, yeah, it's a consequence of being mixed up. Okay, so that says this, mom says that. And she said that I have no idea how to solve it. Uh, I think the best solution would be if my husband would find a job in another country and we would only visit on vacation. So basically, Marta, do you think that they should, uh, yeah, separ we should separate the parents or do you have any other insight? Well, she gave that one option. That's one option, <laughs> yes, to send her husband on a mission to another country. Well, I think that the problem goes beyond cultural differences. Mm -hmm. I think even in the same country, you find that pro problem as a very common where one parent is the good cup and the other parent is the bad cup. I think it's a pretty common problem regardless of the country you come from. Mm -hmm. And of course, additionally, cultural differences can play a role here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the smart parenting books um, say that you should be a team. <laughs> as a husband and a wife, yeah. and you should uh, agree, you know, together what are the rules of the family. There is a nice uh, approach where, as your kids grow to include the kids as well in that conversation of uh, establishing the rules so that they can understand what's the reason behind establishing mm -hmm. those rules and that it might concern their health and well-being and not uh, a parent being strict uh, and, you know, just I want it my way, but there mm -hmm. are actually some reasons mm -hmm. behind uh, sleeping times and the way you eat your food and it's not just to be strict to be strict. So definitely I would say that 
They really need to get their shit together as a couple and communicate the two of them as first thing. Mm -hmm. I know it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I know we are just humans. I know there are differences. I know that it's not always easy to communicate and listen to the other because that communication starts from being able to hear mm-hmm. the other person. So I would say that it has to start from listening to each other. Yeah, I would add that and I can add it from my own rich experience of breeding children Okay, I'm not breeding children. I'm raising children. That was a very bad joke. I'm sorry. Okay, so from my experience of having a child and having actually an ex-husband who had a completely different parenting style, I think the most damaging thing that was happening is that we were questioning each other in front of the child. And I think that this is a number one thing. You are very right. They have to communicate. But I think this is the, the damaging part, right? When the father questions the mother in front of the kid. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very unfortunate situation. I think, you know, like with everything, we are just humans. Mm-hmm. And if this kind of situation happens, that's also a great opportunity to, you know, capture yourself and show children how you can communicate. Mm-hmm. So if your partner questions you in front of your children, you can, you know, like say, Oh, I see that you have a different opinion about that. Let us mm-hmm. have a, a discussion about it. Let us let us talk about it this evening. So mm-hmm. everyone can, you know, make a mistake mm-hmm. and do something. And we can always use it as an opportunity also to show children how mm-hmm. do you solve differences? Because that's a difference. Yeah. And it could be that none of them is the right one and none of them is the wrong one. Yeah. So you can always use this opportunity to actually show children how you can communicate. About uh, differences. I agree. I agree. And I think that you, you actually touched on something very smart, uh, because I had a feeling when I ears drop on her that, um, she thinks she's right and he thinks he's right. Of course. Yeah. So basically I think that there is no right or wrong here because there are different parenting styles and they work for different families. Uh, but you are absolutely right that, uh, th- maybe Something like a safety word, you know, like exactly like uh, bananas. I can share with you me and my husband. We use broccoli. Seriously. Yes. Okay. so So each time. So if we run to a situation uh, of a potential uh, difference Mm -hmm. in opinion about something in front of the kids, in front of the kids, uh, one to the other or the first one to the second one says broccoli. That's our safety word. And we then uh, discuss the challenge because kids are also growing. It's a, mm-hmm. a dynamic world. Mm-hmm. The things are changing. It's not like you sit up, you know, sit together once mm-hmm. and you agree on all the rules once and for all. Children are different. They grow up and so on. So you need to continue communicating mm-hmm. about those things. Yeah. So, guys, to sum up this wonderful solution, vegetables are answer to everything. So if you are having a problem and you need a safety word to discuss it in a privacy between the both parents, you can use broccoli. Although my banana idea was actually quite close. It's a fruit. But I... uh 
I never knew that, Marta. You surprised me every single time I talked to you. Broccoli. Yeah, and it was, you know, we were thinking about what kind of word, and we thought that the fruits are the words we use too frequently in a daily language. Mm -hmm. So, like, a banana is a word that we use every day because kids eat bananas. So, we chose one that we don't, like, use every single day. Mm -hmm. Okay, broccoli. Mm. That will stay with me for the rest of the weekend. Okay? Broccoli back to you, Dennis. We are starting with the bullshit of the week. Say what? It's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. Bullshit. What? 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 I think that was me or was it you? No idea. Sometimes it's difficult to say. Those jingles. Thank you, Dave. They are actually (laughs) quite funny. Uh, So, guys, bullshit of the week. When I was thinking about this segment for our program, I was thinking about taking something like a story or an article or something I've heard and say, okay, this is actually bullshit, guys. So I will tell you why. But then I asked our listeners on Facebook to provide us with some ideas for bullshit of the week. And we got a lot. The funny thing is that some of those things are not bullshit, but I think people see them as bullshit news because they are kind of ridiculous. So I have prepared top five bullshits of the week and guys you and by you I mean Marta and Dennis at the end will have to decide which is the bullshit of the week. Are you ready guys? Okay. Like spaghetti. So the question was what was the biggest bullshit you've heard this week and number one comment was that it wasn't going to rain today. Of course, that was a person from Denmark that has given that uh, comment. And uh, I would like to just say uh, something for our listeners. We have discovered over the summer that our U.S. listeners have overgrown the amount of our Danish listeners. So, guys, for you in U.S., we would like to say that Denmark has a rather rainy weather. What what uh, could we agree? Mm-hmm. Like uh, rather rainy, rather sometimes you don't see the sunlight for a couple of weeks. So basically, that is probably bullshit if you hear it wasn't going to rain today, because there is a very big chance that it will rain today. So that was number one. Number two, and this is actually quite mysterious, and I think we are touching upon a conspiracy. Gay penguin in Odense Zoo hatches mysterious egg. Did you hear about this? Nope. Yep. You, yes, you did. Dennis, you heard about it. Yep. What did you hear? I just read the headline. You just read the headline. So I will just tell you what happened. There is a, apparently a very famous gay penguin in Odense Zoo. Actually, Odense is Unse. I think this is how you pronounce it. Unse. Yes. Thank you very much. And this penguin suddenly appears with a little bebe penguin and everyone in the zoo is puzzled because the penguin is homosexual, which means he had to kidnap an egg from another penguins who were having the egg and he basically hatched it. He was sitting on it for 63 days in a secret and then he got a little baby penguin. Do you think it's a bullshit? How do they know that he hasn't, you know, like maybe changed his mind about his um, being gay and maybe has decided to, you know, try it out 
somehow different. For starters. But it's a he. It's that's a he. A, okay, that's a he. That's a very complex story. It gets even uh, the plot thickens because the same penguin was in a homosexual relationship uh, with another penguin from that zoo in 2018. And they tried to kidnap an egg before, but they were stopped. And now he separated with that penguin and that other penguin has already a different partner and they got an egg from somewhere, but with the consensus. But the broken hearted single homosexual penguin gets an egg from somewhere and everyone is puzzled. I think that it's beautiful. I also think I so. think I think it's beautiful. You know, um, the fact that animals are also um they also can be gay. They also can be single parents. I think this is just showing us because some people question whether being homosexual is natural or not. Yeah. And I think having those examples also among animals is a beautiful support to the statement. If it happens, it is natural. And uh, the the only part that kind of like uh, doesn't fit for me is the kidnapping part. But do we know it was a kidnapping? Maybe he adopted. Maybe someone has, you know, uh, abandoned an egg and he sure. actually adopted an egg and saved the baby. Exactly, because apparently no one really knows what the F is happening in that zoo. They are not monitoring them that well if they don't know from where he took the baby. So you are right, Marta. I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's beautiful, but it's definitely mysterious and funny. Number three, a little bit more serious. Bulletproof backpacks, backpacks are having a premiere on U.S. school supplies markets. So basically, guys, now when you are buying in U.S., you know, the normal supplies for your kid to go to school, the pens, the notebooks and so on, you can also buy a bullet bu- bu- bulletproof backpack. So if the shooter will shoot your child in a back, the child is protected. What do you think about that? I think that it's very, very sad. Yes. That we have come to this place in the world that these kind of ideas happen. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's actually good ideas because they actually feel that they can protect their children mm-hmm. by buying this kind of uh, equipment. So I find it very, very sad mm-hmm. because I would go more to the root cause of actually having it so easy to get a gun and go ahead and shoot around rather than go into protection. So, um, yeah, it's sad. That's, yeah. that's my comment. I, I was thinking, what's next? We will put kids in bulletproof suits. Uh, we will send them like they are astronauts or something. I think uh, I actually was quite outraged when I read it because for the love of God, it's like this is the way you want to solve the mass shootings problem in US. I am not from US and guys here in Europe, we cannot get a gun as easy as you are. And I know that there is a whole discussion about it. Should uh, there be a gun ban in US or not? And there are people who are defending the right to have a rifle. By the way, the backpack will not stop an assault rifle, only a pistol from what I read. Uh, but I really found it quite sad. And I also found it sad that there is a company who wants to make money because basically you are selling those for money uh, to give parents some kind of like a safety blanket when they send the kid to school you know maybe when there will be a shooting no one will uh, you know no, nothing will happen to my child so I actually find it quite outrageous to be honest 
Well, I think that it's it's good to look for uh, you know under the motivation of the company, and we don't know if the motivation was to protect or if the motivation was to make money on uh, misery of other people. We don't know that. True, we don't know, but I would I would bet on uh, on making money. I'm sorry, I will be honest, but uh, it it just sounds like we want to capitalize on fear of the parents. And actually, how will you justify it to your kid? Honey, you have a new backpack. It's bulletproof just in case. You know, if kids are getting aware that they are getting bullet bulletproof backpacks, we are also scaring the kids, right? But do do you need to do that? Do you need Into to tell them that it's a bulletproof? Pack? I'm not sure uh, how. I think kids can find out sooner or later because that was quite a news in states, so they can see. Oh, I have this model that they are talking about in the news. Well, mm. you know, it it could happen. Number four, and this is uh, this is really strange. So two Danes were arrested in Australia for illegally importing pig semen into the country over a period spanning several years. So those two Danish citizens, guys, they were actually impregnating uh, pigs in Australia with Danish semen. And now they are facing several years in prison because A, it is uh, dangerous for the genetic diversity and B, it is not fair competition because I think Danish pigs are quite pigs, no? You you have it like this is the most uh, uh, imported meat from Denmark, right? I, I think their their objective was to breed some kind of super hawk. Because <laughs> so, super pig! Yeah, to, to do some crossbreeding and get something better. Okay. Yeah, so basically the question is, is Australia pissed because there was a danger of exotic diseases or is Australia pissed because they might have had a competition, a super pig, the Danish-Australian crossbreed? What do you think? I don't really have an opinion on that. I think they're pissed because uh, Australia really, really is really, really strict about importing foods or animals or mm-hmm. anything that can. It's an island, so far away from everything and anything. Just like Finn. Yeah, a little <laughs> further, just a tiny bit further. Yeah, but, but they they really care about that, and you you get really harsh sentences if you import. Anything that can contain microbes or anything that can contaminate mm-hmm. the island, because they have since I don't know nineteen something, someone brought over rabbits or dogs or something, and now the the whole island of Australia has a huge problem with that single animal because it has no natural predator. Okay. So they're really, 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 really strict about importing any sort of animal or any sort of bacteria or crossbreeding or anything like that. I had zero idea about this backstory. And Dennis, I am so amazed, surprised and impressed that you know about those two Danish citizens arrested for smuggling pig semen into Australia. I am actually... Disguised as shampoo. Yes, exactly. And the, the little detail is they were doing that in a shampoo bottles. Yep. So, you know, level, level of smuggling, pro. I would say pro. Yeah. And the last but not least bullshit of the week is that Mr. Epstein committed a suicide. For those of you who don't know and those of you, Marta, do you know who Epstein is? No. Okay, so for Marta, because I think the entire uh, world might have heard, Mr. Epstein uh, is a, was, was because he has 
committed a suicide for those of you who cannot see me. Air quotes. I am using air quotes. Uh, he was actually a, a millionaire. Billionaire. Billionaire financier who has been convicted as a child predator and pedophile. In 2008, he got a sweet deal. This is how it's called. And he was now arrested on the same charges because some girls who are now women came forward. The trick in this case is that he was connected to a lot of high-level people like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. He knew them all. Actually, it is said that Bill Clinton was uh, traveling on his private jet because uh, the guy had an island when he actually was keeping the girls. So Bill Clinton apparently, allegedly, allegedly uh, traveled on Lolita Express because this is how they sadly called this um, jet uh, 26 times. And apparently a lot of people could uh, be in a big shit if that guy starts to spill the beans. So he was uh, in a very well protected, again air quotes, uh, prison in uh, New York, upper uh, lower Manhattan, I think. It, it was an arrest and he has committed a suicide. And I don't know if there is even one person who believes that Epstein has committed a suicide, taking in consideration that basically he had nothing to commit the suicide with because he was already on suicide watch before, but he was taken out of it. Then the cameras were not working in his cell. This is basically number one prominent prisoner in the United States of America. And he is, for some reason, uh, left alone and then found that mysteriously in his cell. So now all the media are, are bursting with conspiracy theories. I would say independent media and Epstein suicide is called the number one bullshit of the year. So after I presented you all of the bullshits, please tell me which one have won this week. I will let Dennis decide because he's much better informed than I am in all those bullshits. It's not going to rain today. <laughs> Welcome to Denmark. Yes, this is this is coming from Denmark. So that's the biggest bullshit of the week by Dennis. I think Epstein wins. It's a tough case. You could cover it for hours, yeah. but uh, that's the biggest bullshit. Yeah, this th is they not were understaffed and the guards fell asleep for three hours. How convenient. And yes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But, yep. That's how it is. So I think now we are ready to move to our ne next segment. And are we ready? A super wise wisdom of the week. So today's wisdom of the week is a quote that I have found in the lurking darkness of Internet or actually specifically YouTube, because, you know, guys, I am on maternity leave. So basically I watch a lot of shit. But within all this shit, I have found one quote. It's actually from a lady that maybe one time I will talk about on the show. I have found one quote that really stick on me. And I am curious what Marta will say about it. Getting married is like going from being unemployed to having a job. Boom. Yeah. So 
that quote for me, I'm like, I have a weird, uh, like, um, you know, approach to this quote. Okay. And I can see some, uh, I can see some similarities mm -hmm. between the, the two, like the marriage and employment. So I looked for, you know, where, what do they have in common? And definitely they have in common that usually when you start a new employment or when you go, uh, start the marriage, mm -hmm. you have an, an assumption that it's going to work out mm -hmm. and you are hoping that this is the right fit for you mm -hmm. and that you will be happy there. And some of them fail. And some of, uh, you know, sometimes you get divorced or sometimes you quit your job. Sometimes your job quits you and the same your parent can quit you as if your partner can quit you. So if the parent quits you, that's kind of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say that it would be the other way more accurate that, you know, like ending a marriage is like getting fired or like, you know, getting unemployed mm -hmm. because it's a similar, it's even, you know, when you read some statistics or some research, the uh, way you feel after a failed marriage and after being fired from a job, they are often compared to mm -hmm. the emotional yeah. distress. But the other way around going from unemployment to marriage, it could be true or completely not true. Mm hmm. So that's like, you know, yeah. that I would see, yeah, 50-50. Okay. I actually have to say that this quote dawned on me because I was both married and unmarried. And I was both employed and unemployed. And I have to say that the way she explained it, uh, because I agree actually with everything you said, and especially with that thing that when you are getting... Uh, through a divorce, it's almost like losing a job or the other way around. It is very similar in psychological tool on you. But uh, when you are unemployed, you are worried about your future and you are looking for something, for some stability, for some money and so on. And when you are looking for a husband or a wife, you are also like thinking, I want to have a stability. I want to have a family and so on. And then you get that. And when you get married, it is like getting to a job. You are happy. Yeah. But then it comes with a new set of things. For instance, you have to commute to work and you don't like it or you uh, your boss is shit or the politics in the company are uh, terrible. And then you will meet similar things in a marriage. There will be things you will not like. And I think uh, in this sense, we could compare it also if you are getting married because you just want to be married. So you are getting job because you just need a job. And then after some time, you are like, shit, that's not for me. So I think that in this aspect, the comparison is quite all right. Yes. You agree with me? Yes. Perfect. So now we are ending with the last segment, which is... From the left field. Oh, yo, yo, that was me. Guys, I have been to Pink Concert in Horsens and I had an observation. Horsens is a medium sized town for all of you who are not Danes. I will tell you, medium sized town that, uh, Pink decided to visit on her world tour. 
And I was super excited because I wanted to see her life and all this acrobations she does and she's famous for. So I took my daughter. We went on the stadium. We were standing there in a standing arena. So I had a very good view on the tribunes. I could see the seated people. And what struck me was that people didn't stand, stood up even once to dance or to just like, you know, get with the music or whatsoever. It was like someone have smeared super glue on all the seats and they were stuck there. Or I, I don't know. Sometimes I had a feeling it's like a body snatchers, uh, you know, took over all the people or, or something. And I found it so weird because Pink was really doing a lot of, you know, to, to engage people like everybody party and people were just sitting. So I have been to three concerts the previous year and I have never seen something like this. One was in Dublin, one was in Poland, one was in Madrid. Yes, seated places are for sitting, but People were standing up at the songs when you are supposed to stand up and dance. So can someone please explain me that? <laughs> we are I, looking to Dennis here because yes. he's a representative of the country we are living in and can have maybe some good insights on explaining that phenomenon. Dennis, why they sit at concerts? Um, and it's not, it wasn't like a classical music. It was pink. In my own experience, uh, I've played live concerts in Denmark, in Germany, and in England. Mm -hmm. And uh, Danes have a certain very reserved way of attending shows where among musicians there is this joke that when you play in Denmark, you can just see there might be a lot of people, but they're not standing right up to the stage. They're standing in the back with their arms crossed. and True story. They're, they're, hardly, they're hard to impress Whereas playing in, in, in Berlin, for example, mm -hmm. you might be completely unknown in Berlin, but people go out to listen to music to have a party, mm -hmm. not just to stand there and not be impressed. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for England. So playing shows in Denmark, in my experience, is not as fun as playing in Germany or in England. Okay. So you are saying that this is a cultural thing? In my experience, yes. Okay, because we actually also asked very wise people on internet and we got a lot of comments. And for instance, I got one here. Horsens is known for regularly playing super glue related pranks on visitors. So that could be. <laughs> Honestly, this is Denmark. Even at heavy metal concerts, there will be a lack of emotion shown through ba body movement. Another person said that I'm Susie Ross, actually. I'm from Scotland and I was shocked the first time I went to a concert in Denmark. Then I went to a concert in Norway and it was 100 times worse. Some people actually turned around and told me to be quiet at rock concert. Okay, but then we also have people from Denmark explaining what's up. So we got... Um, we got actually a person who said, when you buy a seat, you sit. If the one in front of your eyes, you can't see anything. If you want to dance, don't buy a seated ticket. Easy peasy. People might have other ways to express their amazement. And allow us people plus 40 be seated after having paid 1000 kronas to be seated. So I could see that some people were like, okay, seated place is for sitting. You don't stand up. Do you agree with that? 
I think it's a difficult thing. I have once been on Macy Gray concert where she uh, took five minutes, like really, really, literally, directly asking people to stand up and dance. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for her because she was doing absolutely her, you know, at most she could yeah. and people just wouldn't stand up and when finally some started raising some people left the concert they were offended that people stood offended. up when the artist asked them multiple times so yeah it's it's unsolvable i think with that thought we will have to leave you because our time is up goodbye everyone Bye. i hope you enjoyed it where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website.